dear human, dear soul, I welcome you to my podcast series, Messages from Beyond. Since a near-death experience, I have had the gift of communicating with the subtle levels of the cosmos, in a form of deep meditation in which I ask certain beings from the other world to communicate with me. As one of the first contacts to the afterlife, my old friend and teacher, friend of the Indians, showed himself to me. And it is now a great pleasure for me to introduce you to the conversations here as a supplement to the books. Please excuse me if the terms and our articulations are not perfect. Our mother tongue is German, but we try to translate it to the best of our ability. Thank you for understanding. Dear friend of the Indians, what would you like to say about the subject of suffering? Please just begin. Through many experiences of suffering, mankind has turned into a species that has experienced and accepted suffering as an important aspect of existence. Through this, they developed a pattern of belief that considers suffering and pain fear and trepidation and inherent bard of being. The religions of your time have played a large part in the creation of these patterns of belief. The time is right to do away with the lies and false patterns of mankind. I will initiate this end of subjection, as you would also call this, right now. I would like to convey to the people that it's a joy, not suffering, that is an integral part of being. For joy is the power of the soul. Fear is a secondary feeling as response to a stimulus. The soul itself knows no fear. It is the product of the human spirit. It is like an ulcer that enshrouds people. Yes, you are absolutely right. There are many people who believe that they can purify through suffering or that suffering brings them closer to a stipulated God. What would you like to say about that? That is completely wrong. Suffering diminishes the power of the soul. Joy increases it. So if you believe that suffering can replace joy and could make your soul purer or stronger, which is ultimately the same thing, you have fallen victim to the misinformation within your systems. Suffering requires a lot of energy. Suffering weakens the connection. The sufferings of a human being will only create instability and powerlessness inside him. This in no way serves the cosmos, which does indeed wish to experience many different modes of being, yet did not create suffering as a proper way to evolve. Suffering is like a guideline for the soul. It teaches it to make choices, to change its circumstances in order not to suffer anymore. No more and no less. Humans have lost the proper use of this instrument because at the end of the day it is nothing but an instrument. 
but we who are in the higher levels are pained to see how deeply this pattern of belief has become ingrained in you. Suffering does not purify you, dear humans. It contaminates you. So, dear friend of the Indians, it is the opposite of what we believe. The people believe that they will ascend through suffering. And in reality, the opposite is the case. This is correct. The suffering of the body weakens the power of the soul. This will not make you ascend. On the contrary, as your power decreases, so does the potential to ascend to higher levels of existence, into higher vibrational levels after transition. May I delve a little deeper into the subject? There are different definitions of suffering. So apart from the fact that we all perceive suffering in a different way, one person may be able to endure a lot of suffering, another less so. There are different religions or religious orders. For example, there's one called Opus Dei, in which people inflict actual physical suffering upon themselves. What do you have to say about that? These practices are as alien to me as the irresponsibility of those people who instruct other people with this information whilst they are impure themselves. These practices take away the experiences of joy and through this they weaken the soul's power and only teach the soul how to suffer. In the final analysis, this teaching does not allow you to truly experience life. It is only the experience generated by this person's ego. It is not the experience of the soul that, trapped in the human body, nevertheless must live the ego's path and will ultimately be unable to take along any life-enhancing experiences into its transition. That is very unfortunate. It is like a lost life when people live these practices. I do not know much about these things, but I'm sure that some of these people will tell you that they are very happy. This is a lie. One of many lies that are rampant in these religions that you live. The people who live these kinds of practices cannot experience enlightenment because they lack the requisite strength. You know for yourself how much strength you need to maintain connection. The physical impainment is a distraction that does not allow the spirit to come to rest and that at the same time drains its energy reserves. The person who brought these practices to earth was anything but connected. And what about the people who live in brotherhoods or monasteries and who experience a kind of suffering there also? These could be small things, such as craving something that they cannot have in that monastery, that they are not allowed to experience. What does that do to them? It is the same thing at the end of the day. 
These people are being held captive by the belief patterns of these religious groups and they live this ego construct, but not their connection to the cosmos. These people are missing the point because they do not live what they believe that they do. But this is much worse because they suffer in their modes of being while believing that this suffering will bring them liberation. But this is not the way to achieve this. You have already learned that liberation is the most important energy of the soul and that you will not liberate your soul unless you liberate your spirit and vice versa. These two are firmly interconnected in the body. The spirit as a construct of the ego and the soul as a cosmic being. The people learn through their religions that suffering is an integral part of purification. But I would like this to be put on paper here for all to read that this is not the case. Human suffering is a thing to avoid and to transmute. You are not to live in powerlessness. Dear friend of the Indians, I would like to talk about another thing in this context. When the people who live in these monasteries also live in chastity, chastity, why would you like to say, or what would you like to say about that? Because I feel that chastity is also a form of suffering. It cannot be that a body that is alive and has certain feelings, that it will be healthy if it is not allowed to experience these feelings. That is correct. Ultimately, chastity is another way for the human spirit to experience suffering. This form is more subtle and far more dangerous than you believe. For sexual energy is not an energy that can be suppressed. This mortification is a violation of the body's energy and whoever seeks to transmute this energy is interfering with the cosmos. Yet he does not stand a chance. The human body is what it is and it needs to experience passion and sexual pleasure. These energies are part of the human form. If you take these away from yourself, you will live another unhealthy form of being. Therefore, please impart to the people that it is not suffering that is the key to paradise but joy. Joy and love. Those two energies animate you, all others only contaminate you and reduce you to a state of suffering and powerlessness. This state will preserve and you live unless you live and reduce joy. But it is entirely your own responsibility to re-experience this joy. No one else can initiate this process for you. This brings me to another question. If humanity as a whole maintains that suffering purifies and that suffering is so important in order for the soul to grow, then what about the energy of this humanity that sticks so tightly to the belief pattern that suffering is an integral part of life? What does that do to the souls and even more so, what does this do to the souls when they have left the body? 
Surely there must be millions, there must be millions, billions of souls who have left the body while holding a false belief. That is correct. And this is exactly why I am addressing humanity here in order to impart a different, transforming message. The living energies inside you want to be free and they want to be released. They do not want to suffer. The souls who have passed on while living these beliefs still remain in a state of feebleness. It will take many millennia of your time to lift their energies. It is a long process indeed that the soul must embark on and after it had been forced to walk the path of the ego as a result of this misdirection. During its time in a body, the soul cannot transmute this energy if the ego does not permit it to be free. Thus it loses more energy that it cannot replenish in the intermediary state of being that you call the hereafter. For in order to do this, the soul must reincarnate again, and this process carries the risk that it may again be forced to live the belief in suffering instead of the belief in the redemption. These forces are very powerful. And when you understand how everything interacts with everything else and how important every choice on this path really is, then you will be able to understand how important it is to me to change this misconception today with these words to your soul. If you can, then stop now, in this very moment, whatever it is that made you suffer. Joy is the goal, not suffering. I understand. I have no more questions now on this subject of suffering. Maybe there will be people who say, but I can't do anything. I cannot change anything. I'm powerless in the situation that I find myself in and which I'm suffering. And please convey to these people that this is a lie. These people live a lie. One that they that themselves are able to and have to responsibility to change. But if you do not have the energy, you should first try to attain the necessary energy to do this. If you release your souls into different possibilities, then you will gain this energy. And then you will, eventually, gain enough energy to change even the last thing that makes you suffer. There are always many processes involved in this. But you have to take the first step, even if it's only a very small step. It is always the right step to seek joy. Would you like to say anything more on this subject? This is a many-faced subject. I could write much, say much, much more about this, but I believe I have captured the essence now. The people suffer, and through this they become contaminated. 
that is exactly the wrong way. If you want to grow and to purify, you must not suffer anymore. One thing depends on the other. Growth is only possible in the absence of suffering. This makes me think that maybe some people who say, yes, but in this situation in which I have suffered, I have also realized many things. What do you say about them? It is possible that these kinds of lives have led to certain insights. But what these people cannot know is how many more insights were denied them through this lack of joy. They could have lived the same moments and experienced the same time in joy, gaining many loving and joyful experiences which would also have lifted up their souls. But they did not have these experiences. It is all the more important for them to begin to do this now. The Catholic Church teaches the principle of the suffering of Christ in order for us to re-experience and relive the passion of Christ. The whole thing is based on the idea that Christ came on earth, came to earth in order to suffer for the people. I would like to know your thoughts about this whole subject after what you told me so far and what we have learned about the subject of joy and freedom. Something must be wrong with this story or at least with its interpretation. Therefore, please tell me what you know and think about this subject, about Jesus and suffering and all the things connected to this subject. That is a very important question. I thank you for asking it. The people learn in their church that the passion of Christ is an intrinsic part of their destiny and that a person has to relieve a part of the suffering of Christ during his life. But this is not so at all, dear humans. The suffering of Jesus was not meant not be a model for human life as you interpret it, but a warning, a memorial to human suffering. Those who work in the light will always experience a certain amount of contempt and ingratitude. Those who bring love to the world may be executed and tortured. Jesus chose his life specifically in order to prepare the people for the difficulties that living life as a human being could bring. Those who know will therefore always try to act with detachment while following their mission. Those who do not know will have to experience terrible suffering time and time again, just like Jesus before them. This is the dark side of being human. Jesus showed you this shadow, the dark side of human beings and of all beings. In every living being or just human beings? All living beings on this planet have to deal with the subject of suffering. How do you mean this as far as animals are concerned? Aren't animals connected with the cosmos and therefore do not have to suffer like that? Yes, but even here 
It is the human beings who make the animals suffer. The perpetrators of these executions are always the human beings. But let us come back to the humans. The dissemination of the misunderstanding that the suffering of Christ is an important element of human life is very shocking to the entities of light. Because Jesus did not come to earth in order to spread this kind of information. He came to give a warning to the people so that they might know what the human experience might also entail. I understand very well. Would you like to say anything else about this subject? The suffering of Christ is warning you to seek more protection. For without protection, humans are exposed to energies that are impure and life-threatening. Thank you very much, love. Thank you, love.